Hey fellas, this is Rob Carbone, and you're listening to BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees analysis than by tuning into this podcast right here, right now. What's up, guys? What is going on? Rob Carbone here on a Sunday night, nearing 9.30 p.m. on August 18th. How you guys doing? I'm doing good. Could have had a better weekend with uh, the Yankees. But I think I speak for everybody. Um, You'll take the split. You know, I, I think I speak for everyone when I say you'll take it could have been better definitely could have been better could have been worse but could have been better you know it was one of those series where didn't quite start out the greatest definitely didn't start out great at all um cc not cc's about the i'm sorry uh it was they went with the they went with the goddamn opener again you know i love that love the opener can't get enough of the opener I just love the opener. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they went with the opener um, in game one. Chad Green gives up five runs. I think he recorded maybe one out in the first inning before they took him out. (laughs) Lasagna comes in. He gives up four runs. Pitches maybe two and two-thirds. Then in comes Chance Adams, and he was just, oh, man, he was a, I mean, he's a bust. Is this guy anything but a bust? When the hell has he done anything near what the what the you know what all the hype was? He comes into the game uh, as the third pitcher of the night, gives up ten hits in three and two thirds innings. Ten hits gives up five runs, and it just it went on and on from there. Cortez, I think Cortez was the only one who didn't give up a run, but he pitched for a third of, a third of an inning, so. Mike Ford had a goddamn pitch the game. He gave up five. I mean, when you have to start... That's the thing that bothers me, man. This pitching staff is so bad. We might lead the league in having position players pitch. We've done that so many times over the past two years. It really pisses me off. And um, final score was 19-5. to Yanks couldn't muster up anything but a few homers. I think Gregorius hit one. Sanchez hit one. Torres hit one. That was it. I mean, Jose Ramirez torched the Yankees. He had two bombs, six RBIs altogether in that game. And it was just a nightmare, man. <clears throat> just one big nightmare. And I can't stress enough. You know, I've said it millions of times before. This is going to be like my 28,000th time saying it. I am not a fan of the opener. It just doesn't do it for me. Now, it might work in the regular season. It might work versus those small market teams like the Orioles, like the Rays, you know, the, the Fakers. But come the postseason, I do not see a collection of random relievers like Green, like Lasagna, Adams, Cortez. I don't see that working against the Big Bad Astros, against guys like the Indians, against the Twins. Okay. I don't see that working out. Um, I hope that when we run into the Dodgers in a week or so, that we don't have to use the opener. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen. 
because I don't like it. I don't think it's a good idea to do in the long run, man. And it just it's it's insane to me when you say it out loud. You know, the four point six billion dollar New York Yankees have to use an opener every five days. I can't help but laugh when I say that. It shit's insane. Oh, where the hell are we? Where are we going with baseball? With <laughs> a wealthy franchise like the Yankees are going to act like they can't afford better pitching. And don't even get me started. You know they could have gotten whoever they wanted in the offseason and whoever they wanted uh, at the deadline. But I'm not even going to get there again because we talked about that way too much. Uh, so game two comes along, and we bounce back with a solid win. Speaking of pitching, Masahiro Tanaka put his balls on for a second straight performance. Remember, he had those eight shutout innings last week. This time around, he comes with six and a third. Does a very, very solid job here against the Indians. Holds them to just two runs. It was two two solo shots. Um, That was all. Six and a third. Two solo shots. Didn't have the strikeout stuff working, but the splitter and the slider looked much better, and that was the reason he was getting a lot of soft contact, a lot of ground ball outs, which is his thing when he's on. So Tanaka did a very nice job. The bullpen shut it down from there. Uh, the Yankees only scored three runs that game. They won 3-2. to two. No home runs. I don't think it was anything special. But the bats, you know, they did enough. You know, they're not going to score five plus every night. They're not going to score ten every night. Going to have their down nights. They did enough. Tanaka did his thing, though, man. And I talk about him all the time, how uh, he's going to have to be one of their top-notch guys down the stretch since we have no acquisitions this year at the deadline. And so now you look at his past two starts. You combine the numbers. 14 and a third. Two runs, just seven hits. And both of them, he's had low pitch counts. You know, in the ni- low 90s, high 80s. Um, and he's gotten his breaking pitches to work, like I said. So, that's that's going to be key for him down the stretch. Because a lot of people just assume, okay, it's Tanaka. He's had five great, regular, uh, gr- five great postseason starts in his career. So, he's just going to do it again. No, I mean, he has to have his pitches in order for him to succeed. So... Down the stretch, we're going to have to keep looking out for that splitter, especially, to see if it's going to be consistent. So it's good to see that it's been back the past two starts. Now, it's two starts. You know, you don't hold much weight to it. Um, They were both impressive. Did it against an impressive team. Um, But, yeah, I mean, you got to see what happens going down the stretch. But it's definitely a positive, definitely something to, to build off of. And we'll see what we where where we go from there. So we got to game three and the story of the Yankee pitching staff, really. Back to being bad. It's just so inconsistent. And this time it was James Paxton doing his usual, man. Doing his goddamn usual. Giving up two runs in the first inning. I mean, how many times is this guy giving up runs in the first? Holy shit, you can bet on it at this point and win. If I was a better, if I was a gambler, I would do that every single time he pitched. Oh my God. He puts the team behind every time he's out there. So he does it again in game three. Two nothing Indians by the time the first inning is over. But, you know, fortunately, the, the offense bailed his ass out. 
Yanks had eight hits, four of them went for extra bases, and uh, I think all four of those extra base hits were home runs. Glaber Torres had two home runs in that game. He home, Remember, he homered in game one. So he had two more here in game three. Uh, I think DJ homered that game. Didi, he also homered in game one, homered in game three as well. So the Yanks had the bats working, the power was there. But, you know, so they got the W, right? They got the W, which is great. Guys are getting hot again. Um, but, again, it's it's with Paxton. And it sucks because he just came off. Remember, he had that stretch where three quality starts. Everyone was saying, okay, maybe he's back. Guys, two of them came against the Orioles. And one of one of those starts were was the was the bare minimum of a quality start. So I was never holding too much weight to it. Anyways, people were thinking, oh, maybe Paxton's here. Maybe he's back. Three straight in a row where he's looked good. No, he comes back out there, finishes up five innings, four earned runs. He fails to get a shutdown inning in the fifth. Remember, the Yankees scored two in the bottom of the fourth. He gives two right back in the fifth. And even though they won, it's just not a good look for. Their pitching staff, man, it just didn't show any signs of improvement this series. It's just a mess. And now you get to CC Sabathia, uh, game four. He gets, same thing, four nothing by the time the second inning concludes. And bats came around a little too late. Mike Clevenger and his or is it Clevenger or Clevenger? I don't know, but he was just dominating the Yankees, and he pisses me off. I don't know how the hell he pitches like that. But you see him out there, and he's just he's little he's he's so fidgety. It pisses me off. But I mean, it worked. They couldn't hit him for a long time. Bats didn't show up till like the seventh, where they scored two runs. Um, by the time it was six to two, Indians. Then the ninth inning came around. They scored uh, like three more. Lemayhew hit a home run again. Uh, who else? I think it was that Judge pulled a double down the line. RBI double, and I think they fall short. When Geo lined one to left field, just missing a homer, ended the game. But, you know, again, it was the same story. CC couldn't do the job. He goes like, I don't know, what was it, three innings? Finished up with three innings under his belt. Four runs. I mean, it's... Guys, I'm tired of Sabathia. I'm sorry. I am really, really, really getting tired of watching this guy pitch baseball games. And between the opener, between Sabathia, and between Hap and Pax, I mean, it's it's not a good rotation. Forget being a great rotation. It's I wouldn't even call this rotation good. It is anywhere from when they're when they're at their peak, they're average. When they are at their peak, they're average. But when they're not going, they're they're subpar. So they're anywhere from well below average to barely average. That's where they are on on a daily basis. I mean, I don't. How I mean, can you bullpen your way to a championship? Can you hit your way to a championship? Maybe, maybe. But it's gonna be hard, man. And unless somebody steps up, unless a couple guys step up, and we get Luis Severino on top of that coming back, healthy, ready to start games. Not out of the bullpen. We get him back ready to start. Then that maybe maybe it'll be a different story. But until then, man, I'm concerned for sure about this rotation. I am definitely concerned. And anybody who tells you you're insane for thinking that is insane themselves. 
because you have every right, every right to be worried about this staff. Who other than Herman can you look at and say, oh, I trust this guy going forward from here until the end of October? Not many. And even Herman, as great as he'd been, as as much of an ace as he as he's been this season, he's got no experience. And he's on that innings limit, too. It's there's so many question marks. There's so many concerns. I'm nervous, man, to see how it all plays out. Um so that's why I'm hoping, man, that you know, Luis Severino comes back. Uh they said he was throwing on a mound today. They showed video of it on yes. Um good. I guess, right? I mean, I don't, I don't know what to say about that. Isn't that what he should be doing? Just up it's like update me when he's ready to give you six or seven strong in the uh, <laughs> in the postseason. That's what I want him. All right, let me know when he's ready to go seven strong again. I don't need to know about these long toss sessions or bullpen sessions. But yeah, that's that's where we are with the pitching. Um nothing's really changed for me. It's just the the inconsistent the what the what do they call it the consistently inconsistent Yankee rotation. Now as for the bats, yeah, they had a good series, man. Everybody's clicking. Like I said, all year it's been the same thing with this offense. Everybody does their own thing, and Glaber Torres had three more homers this season. What about him, man? Twenty nine home runs on the year. I remember when Glaber was a prospect. Now I always told you guys he was the real deal. I told everybody that since he came over from Chicago's system, he was going to be legit. But I never expected him to be a 30-homer guy. He's got 29 on August 18th. I mean, there's a chance he has 35 by the end of the season. Gleyber Torres, five home runs short of 40. Could you imagine that? That's crazy. When he was a prospect, I was saying, this guy's going to be a legit 300 hitter. He'll take his walks. He'll get on base. So if he can just hit 15 homers for me, I'll accept it. You know, I was saying that. I remember saying that. Now, he's on his way to maybe 35 home runs, maybe 30 doubles, um, and maybe 100 RBIs. 73, I think, right now. And the thing about it is he's still doing all the other things I expected him to do. He's still hitting for average. You know, he's sitting in the mid-280s or low-280s. Um, and his K rate has dropped all the way down to 20%, which, you know, is better than average, uh, specifically. And, you know, he's been great, man. He's been very good. Very, very good. The power has been a surprise, but a pleasant one at that. And he's using all fields. Many, he's a legit stud and I can't say it enough. He is the face of this team. Love Aaron Judge. Love him. But. Torres is what six, five or six years younger. Um, he doesn't have the injury concerns. I don't think he's going to be a player that gets hurt a lot. He just seems like a durable guy. Judge, on the other hand, man, the injuries are already starting to pile up, and you know, being so big and so tall, it does make you wonder. So, but I definitely think Torres is the legit face of the Yankees. Come at me all you want, but he is, and I've been saying it since day one. So that's good to see. But speaking of Judge. Definitely, definitely better of late. Uh, his last two games, four for six, two doubles, a walk, and a ribby. 
He pulled that double today down the line. Well, not down the line. It was off the left field wall. That was good to see, pulling the ball for power, because that's been the big thing with him this year. Remember, he's becoming this, you know, it seems like he's forcing it the other way. It's not coming natural. He's just become this push hitter who doesn't really have that pull power. So it was good to see two doubles, pulling one of them today. That was good. Maybe it's a sign of things, but again, two games. Can't hold too much weight. Just got to let it play out. Uh, who else? Uh, LeMayhew and Urshela continue their Mantle and Maris uh, race here for the batting title. <laughs> um, Urshela isn't necessarily qualified yet, and there's an outside shot that he gets qualified. I think they said he has to play in every game but five for the rest of the year, so he can't miss more than five games. And I think he has to get at least like three or three three at bats a game. I don't know the exact numbers, but he's got an outside shot to qualify. So maybe if he, you know, maybe if he stays in the lineup going forward, which I see no reason to, he will qualify. But speaking of qualifying, or I want to talk about DJ and the whole MVP thing. Now it's been going around. Ah, I looked on my Twitter feed today. One of my followers, one of my good followers, had made a comment. He's, you know, so I'm going to paraphrase here, but he was saying, you know, LeMahieu is the MVP of the American League. I don't want to hear anything about Trout unless LeMahieu goes into a deep slump from here on out. LeMahieu is the most valuable player. Uh, I don't disagree, man. And I, I, a lot of people gave him shit for it. Mostly just pathetic Angels fans who came out of their their holes in the ground. But listen, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say personally that he should get the MVP. But if it were to happen, I wouldn't be outraged. And I, and I promise you to God, biased being biased aside, I really wouldn't be. I wouldn't think it's that crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Trout's numbers, his ridiculous numbers combined with his name in general, just people know Mike Trout's the best. That will get him the MVP. But, I mean, when you talk about most valuable player, you take DJ off of the Yankees, and uh, they're that same one-dimensional. You know, he transformed their lineup. He transformed the lineup from that one-dimensional home run or nothing uh, lineup to a versatile, you know, hit hit to all fields, hit for average, hit in the clutch, put the bat to the ball lineup. He literally transformed that single-handedly, and it's become a domino effect to everybody else. And I truly believe that. Now you can make the case that you put Trout on the Yankees and remove LeMahieu. It's it's you know just as good, if not much better, which is crazy and scary to think about. But I don't know, man. It's it's. I don't think people should be getting their, you know, I don't think people should be getting that worked up about it. You know, people are going to tell you, oh, watch, watch Trout. Oh, how about you just a Yankee fan being biased? No, sometimes you actually have to watch the games to realize how valuable somebody is. I'm talking out of my ass right now because, you know, it's hard to explain. It's, statistics aren't everything, man. And just watching the games, you could tell DJ has had a tremendous value. And again, 
I probably vote Trout as well because his numbers are absurd, and how could you decline that? But I am just saying I don't think it's crazy to have LeMahieu in that conversation because he's definitely been one of the league's most valuable players this year. Take him off the Yankees, and I have a big concern about that offense. But he's on the Yankees, and he's been great for the Yankees. So now an offense that I used to hate, used to dread watching because there was so home runner strikeout, I cannot wait to see in October. That's all I'm going to say on that. All right. I don't need any analytical simpletons getting at me again because that's all I've been getting recently on Twitter as well. I posted something the other day, posted something today, just saying how much I love the game and how how glad I am that I learned the game the right way, that I know the fundamentals of it. I said that, and I got <laughs> most people agree with me, but I got some hate for it. I don't know some random, random you know twenty year olds think they know the world coming at me and just you know, people get pissed off on on the internet too, man. Holy shit! I got a mute now. I apologize if I don't respond to some of you, but. I don't do it for a reason because I don't have the time to sit here on my computer or my phone and just argue back and forth with you guys, especially you irrational folk who don't want to have a reasonable conversation. Some of you just want to yell. <laughs> I mute, so I mute. If you're if you if you follow me on Twitter, uh, I mute a lot of the conversations I'm I'm done with. You know, I'll I'll, I'll communicate with a follower of mine, and as soon as we're done, as soon as we you know finish finish talking. I'll mute the rest of the conversation because I know I'm done with that. And you know, sometimes before I mute it, I'll get some random angry stranger yelling at me and then I'll definitely mute it. It's <laughs> people get so pissed off, man. And I'm sorry if I offend you, but Hey, what can I say? I, I, uh, I take a lot of pride in what I say. I really think I know the game. Well, I've learned so much over the years and even just from last year to this year, I'm amazed at how much I've learned. I'm not trying to, you know, toot my own horn, but it's it's ser- I'm serious. I I really believe that it's 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 a game that you have to Baseball's a game. Now, people say it's a numbers game. I I I actually never really agree with that. I think it's more of an eye test game if anything. Of all the sports in the world, I think baseball's the true eye test game. Um yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those games where you can't just look at numbers, and it's become so reliant on numbers now with everybody's just looking at, oh, what's his adjusted this, his F this, his X-War, his W-Woba, oh, all these stupid-ass statistics. And it's just people, it's like, it's like taking over their brains where their common sense isn't even, it's taken over themselves where they don't even have the common sense anymore. It's like, look what you're saying, dude. You're telling me Paxton's an ace? You're telling me that uh, you telling me that making contact doesn't matter. You're telling me that so and so is overrated because he doesn't do this. That so and so is underrated because he does this. It's just some of the things I hear, some of the analytical takes I hear are outrageously insane. <laughs> I'm rambling on, but I needed to I needed to get this off my chest because I saw a couple things today that just drove me crazy. But. No, great series for the Yankees. Not great, but it uh, it wasn't the worst in the world. You'll settle with the split, whatever. But you are trying to get home field advantage, man. You got to get back on that winning track because the Astros aren't going to slow down. You know they're they're telling you they're uh, 
they're just as good of a team as we are, if not better. So, got to bounce back in Oakland. So, here's what's coming up. You got three at Oakland. Got a road trip coming up. Three at Oakland. Then you got three in Los Angeles. So, those really right there is the last tough stretch of our season. Because after that, you have, I think, the A's one more time. But you have the Mariners, the Rangers, the Angels, the Rays, the Tigers, and Boston. That's it, guys. Then you got the uh, postseason. (laughs) So the Yanks got to finish up strong here with pretty much just two more elite teams coming up this week, and that's it. From there on out, it's just mediocrity. So this is an important stretch coming up for them. Got to take advantage. But first, let's finish off strong against these two contenders. So beat Oakland. Got to beat Oakland. I think they're a team that we should be able to beat. L.A. is going to be interesting. Definitely going to be a fun one. But let's focus on the A's right now. Take that series. Let's sweep the hell out of them. Um, I hate the Coliseum. That place is a nightmare to play. That friggin' drum. Oh, my God. I remember watching that on TV last year and just hearing that. Oh, So let's beat them, please. All right. And let's get to the trivia. Let's wrap it up with the trivia, all right? All right. Tonight's question. Babe Ruth won every game that he pitched for the Yankees. How many did he win? And they gave you multiple choice. Was it three, five, seven, or eight? Once again, Babe Ruth won every game that he pitched for the Yankees. How many did he win? Three, five, seven, or eight? All right. First person to inbox me, first person to comment with the correct answer. I will give a shout out to your page, to whatever you want me, whatever you want to for me to shout out, I will shout it out for you. I'll share it on my Twitter, on my Facebook, on my SoundCloud, whatever. I will give you a shout out and yeah, that'll be it. All right, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by and I will see you tomorrow on the blog and in the middle of the week on the podcast. All right. Ciao.
Hey, thanks for stopping by, guys. I appreciate the listen. If you've made it this far, don't forget to check out my blog. It's on Twitter, Facebook, and also on WordPress. And you can find all that right on my SoundCloud page. Capiche? All right.